0: You know, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, this evening, and I I go to a monthly group that Lama Rod Owens does online. It's usually the first third It's the first Thursday of the month, and that was this morning. And he mentioned a uh, he mentioned something that years ago his his root teacher or his main teacher at the time said to him. And I was—I found it really—I um, re- it really landed, and I really liked. Well, I liked it, and so I've been reflecting on it all day. And he said, his teacher said, "Be concerned about your legacy." And and as I said, it really struck a chord with me, and often when you think about someone's legacy it's usually a famous person who has this you know this history their their wikipedia page so to speak uh you often hear about presidents you know is this piece of legislation going to be their legacy what they're known for you know now you have billionaires and their legacies and you look back in history and these people their legacy was this and that and oftentimes it's like something that's bigger or better or faster or some major achievement and you know and it's oftentimes like famous people have legacies but oh now there's the big thing the legacies all the legacies who get into the fancy schools that's not affirmative action that's just you know money um so uh there's a there's that legacy seems to have that connotation to a certain extent at least that's how I kind of think of it I mean I never think of myself in legacy but that's not what it means in this sense and I like I said Lama Rod talked a little bit about it and then I was reflecting on it uh, today it means really how do you live your life today and what will folks say about you if they had to you know at your memorial Of course, everybody says nice things about people at their memorials, even if they were horrible. Uh, But what do they say about you, you know, on the corner? Were you kind? Were you loving? Were you honest? Did you help? Did you work for the benefit of all beings? And I think this is a really helpful perspective, uh, To have because we kind of get caught up in the idea, as I said, that legacy belongs to people who do grandiose things, but it doesn't. We all have a legacy oftentimes because there's this you know we don't exist in a vacuum either and the things we do do what we do does impact other people whether we know it or not have you ever ever had somebody come up to you and say oh when you said that thing to me 20 years ago or when you did this it really meant a lot and you're like what (laughs) because like what or it could be when you said that thing to me 20 years ago, you really hurt my feelings and I've hated you ever since. I mean, it could go either way. But to, be, to have an awareness that what we do has an impact on others and to hopefully come from a place of wanting to be of benefit to other people. And, you know, I've thought about Not necessarily legacy in the past, but I've thought about I don't have any kids. I'm not going to have kids. So I'm not going to have, I don't have that lineage that's going to, that a lot of people talk about. I want my children to X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. But you can ask the question, what kind of ancestor will you be? And again, I don't have kids. So I never asked that question. But it's not just blood ancestors. I did a, I did a, um, I did a weekend retreat with Larry Ward and his wife, um, Peggy Rowe Ward, a few years ago. And they, it was about ancestors. And it kind of opened my mind in a way that I hadn't, hadn't, um, hadn't been before. Because there are the, the blood ancestors, our parents, our grandparents, whether we knew them or not, they're still, we still carry a lot of that um, inside of us. But we have spiritual ancestors. What kind of spiritual ancestor are you? When I when I talk about the refuges and I talk about taking refuge in the Sangha, I like to think about the that that long line of spiritual ancestors going back to the Buddha. Who practiced this, who were dedicated to living according to these teachings. Those are spiritual ancestors. Sometimes my teachers, my teacher's teachers, you know, those are my spiritual ancestors. We all have those. How are we showing up for our, how are we going to show up as ancestors? Again, even if we're not remembered by name, the words we say, I have people in my life who I know, who i've known who've died many years ago but i they're still really close because they had such an important wise impact on me not they weren't from family but they were spiritual ancestors and then there's the land ancestors who were the people who lived on this land before i got here you know they're the in where i live in los angeles the tongva cheech um people Uh, as they're known today you know so there there's a lot and then the critters they're they're part of this too it's not just human beings so there's a there's a broad viewpoint that we can use we can expand our awareness out to encompass all of these things and that's really important because again we can be so isolated in our little silos I me, mean mine. What's my legacy going to be? How are people going to remember me? You know, what great accomplishment do I have to perform? I want everybody to remember my name. I, I remember in college once we had a discussion in a humanities class about whether you want to be famous now or famous after you're dead. And I'm like, I don't want to be famous after I'm dead because I'm not going to enjoy the fame. I want to be famous now so people can like go, oh, you're so famous, whatever. But so I never was worried about the legacy. I'm kind of one of those here and now people. I want to reap the benefits now. But that's neither here nor there. We're still ancestors, whether people know who we are or not. We've still left a lasting impact on somebody. Um you know, and, and sometimes you see those movies because this is, we live a life of causes and conditions. You know, we don't live in a vacuum. I maybe helped somebody who helped somebody else who helped somebody else. We don't work in a vacuum. So we have to be paying attention. I believe, because I'm firmly committed to these teachings, we really have to believe um, that what we do is important and I hope we're committed to living in a way that benefits all beings not just ourselves or our immediate uh community but recognizing that we're all connected through this these causes and conditions through our our shared um our shared uh not just humanity but we share the planet with with everything else so how are we showing up for the benefit of all? I uh, had a conversation the other day with someone who was talking about the apocalypse and the apocalypse is nigh, and um, you know, and even if the apocalypse is nigh, what are we doing in this moment? What we do in this moment is what matters. How are we? How are we behaving? what choices do we make how do we show up which is where this, these practices are really important you know we're talking about awareness awareness if we're not paying attention we' we're, we're we're not perhaps behaving for the benefit of all perhaps fear drives us to you know just kind of cocoon in our own place and you know worry about I me mine not that I'm saying we don't need to take care of ourselves because that's super important taking care of ourselves um creating boundaries making sure we're safe uh making sure we're not you know doing too much in this world of busyness that we live in but also that we're but instead that we're aware of what we're doing that the choices we make are grounded in these important teachings of kindness and compassion for all beings you know that's that's something that Lama Rod was talking about and I I think is so important, you know. He said collective liberation is the only liberation. It's the liberation of all of us. Fannie Lou Hamer said it, nobody's free until everybody's free. You know, when we step on the backs of others, we're not freeing ourselves. We're impacted by that cycle as well people who think they're getting the better of others are not they're being diminished in some way shape or form whether they see it or not so we we have to work for collective liberation we're not here on our own and we don't get to pick and choose those people deserve to be free those people don't deserve to be free we see how that works out that's the story of of history i'm sure it's prehistory too but we have less we have less um uh uh, record of it, but it's 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 we 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 are a judging uh, bunch of people who work from fear and making sure that I get mine, and that legacy, that cycle has continued for thousands of years and is still causing great harm and destruction. I mean, just in the United States, this cycle of colonialism, which is horrific, um, and, and white supremacy and, and misogyny and patriarchy and, and all those things, it's, we see the, the damage that's caused. So to recognize that and work for the liberation of all is so huge and the teaching support that the metta sutta my favorite line in the translation is you know we greet paraphrasing we greet all beings with um you know loving kindness we're kind we don't cause harm omitting none omitting none that's kind of um i don't think there's any nuance to that it's pretty straightforward and then there's, no, there's another sutta, which is one of my favorites, the Rajan sutta, where it talks about, um, you know, the King Pasenadi and his wife Malika talking about who's dear to them. Um, and they, they say, we are dear to ourselves. And the king told the Buddha about his conversation with um, his wife, and the Buddha said, yep. And what was his quote? He said, S- this is a searching in all directions with one's awareness One finds no one dearer than oneself. So there's no one dearer to us than ourselves. In the same way, others are fiercely dear to themselves. So one should not hurt others if one loves oneself. Just as we value ourselves, all beings value themselves. Critters as well that's the that bhikkhu bodhi talks about that being the foundation of the first precept not causing harm not intentionally taking a life we all cherish ourselves whether we whether we um you know whether there may be causes and conditions in our lives where that's really difficult for ourselves but we work to create causes and conditions that end suffering that end suffering for us and end suffering for others that's what liberation means. Liberation means to be free of the causes and conditions of, of suffering for ourselves, for all beings, for critters, for the planet. So, to do this, we ground ourselves in these teachings. It's, and it's not memorizing all the lists, it's not, it's, I think you can really, really just kind of hang out with the Eightfold Path and the Four Noble Truths. Recognizing there is suffering and our wanting it to be pleasant all the time. You know, wanting something different from what is, is this root of our discontent. And sila, you know, the ethical path, part of the path, is how we live in harmony with all beings. So important. That's the legacy. That's how we leave a legacy of kindness. Kindness. That's how we leave a legacy of liberation. How am I living my life according to these precepts? According to this really simple, not necessarily easy, but fairly simple path to liberation. Which is grounded in love, which is grounded in wisdom, which is grounded in compassion. It's grounded in mindfulness and patience. It's grounded in this recognition that we're not separate beings. We're not this isolated self walking around in a silo. We are so interconnected. We are causes and conditions. We don't exist without these causes and conditions. I'm sure if you got down to the molecular, uh, molecular level, atomic level, you know, we're not even solid. We're, you know, masses of atoms swirling around. Don't ask me how that works, but that's what they say, so I'll take their word for it. Feels, feels solid to me for the most part, but, you know. So to, to, even if we can't see it, to trust that that's it. And I, I firmly believe, because I have been transformed in so many ways by these teachings that especially you know through these precepts and it's like how should I what's the what's the way to behave in this moment when I'm paying attention when if I'm not paying attention if I'm not aware I can I can just cause a whole bunch of havoc how do I you know we cultivate mindfulness when we sit on the cushion that's a really wonderful practice that's part of the path. You know, making the effort to stay present. Making the effort to come back when we see that we're lost. Part of the Eightfold Path. Seeing things clearly. Seeing that things are impermanent. You know, setting an intention to be kind, to be compassionate. Part of the Eightfold Path. It's all here. It's all here. Being kind with our speech. You know? cultivating compassion, cultivating generosity. That's a beautiful legacy. A beautiful legacy. Even if we just smile at someone instead of telling them to fuck off or something because they got in our way. Which people do because people have a great freedom these days, they feel, to treat other people however they want. Freedom. Freedom. And, and without thinking about other people because it's everyone for themselves which we all see how that works out it's not pleasant so I invite you to um, reflect on your own legacy You know, I invite you to find your own way with this is this even a meaningful thing for you is it, is it worth thinking about? I think it is, which is why I'm offering a, these few words on this tonight. I think it's, you know, and even if you don't want, care about legacy, it's like, how are you showing up right now? Because it does have an impact. It absolutely has an impact. So how are you walking through this life and keeping the big picture in mind? You're not just this distinct discrete unit I'm sure there's some science fiction movie that has the what they call Earthlings. you know discrete you know earth unit doing its own thing we're not we're not we're we're we're, we're all together in this so let's uh, let's live in a way that's kind and works for the liberation of all not just ourselves so thank you thank you thank you my friends Um, for your kind attention and I invite you to have some fun with your legacy maybe spend some time writing on it that's that's always helpful to get things out of your brain and onto a piece of paper what would that be like or maybe do a legacy for each day what would if today were my last day what would my last day's legacy be play with this make it your own so thank you thank you thank you